Hello, welcome to my Sober Militia podcast. Today's episode is called Back to the Core. Since I quit drinking, I have been fascinated with the idea of perception and core beliefs. I have been so fascinated, I have tried on multiple occasions to find books to help me grow in this area. The first book I was reading was okay. It had a few new snippets of information I didn't get from my therapy work. The second was an absolute train wreck. I ended up sending it back, hoping to find something more detailed with strategies and exercises. I reached out to my recent therapist for recommendations. She sent me the title of a book she used to help in her training and understanding of the core beliefs. It arrived the other day, and it is exactly what I was looking for. It is basically a textbook, but it is full of the kind of information I wanted to find. I bring this up because I believe the ideas behind core beliefs are the keys to unlocking the potential for easy sobriety. Choice. Right away, the book dug into some of the areas I want to spend more time thinking and writing about because they are simple yet incredibly complex when used in the context of sobriety. Everything comes down to the way we think, how we feel, what we do, and most importantly, the way we handle the information garnered from those three things. The most fascinating part of this whole idea is how all the before mentioned actions are choices for the most part. If they are choices, then we have the power to make different choices at any given time. You will note, I said, for the most part in regard to choice. This is because, as we all know, our addictive actions can become somewhat involuntary over long periods of habit-forming behavior. Whether this is true or not, most of us, while using, are still making choices every day in direct conflict with the idea of involuntary addictive actions. For example, while actively engaged with my addictions, I made choices not to use almost every day based solely on my voluntary decision not to use. What encouraged my decisions not to use in those times? Generally, it was something from a socially or morally ingrained belief. Something like choosing not to drive this time because I've had too much to drink. Interestingly, the choice not to drive rarely included concern over other people while using The choice not to drive generally concerned only my desire not to get arrested. Nevertheless, I made the choice of my own free will. Five days a week, I voluntarily made the choice not to drink in the morning before going to work. I didn't make that choice because I felt I couldn't perform my job. I made the choice because I did not want to get fired. Regardless, I still voluntarily made the choice. The point is this. We can and do make voluntary choices not to drink every day to protect ourselves from certain types of harm or trouble. If we can choose not to drink to avoid getting arrested or hurt, we can choose not to drink for any other reason too. The key lies in finding our intrinsic reasons not to drink. I can't. It's time to throw those two words out of the window and never look back. They do not belong in our vocabulary anymore. Let's take a moment and look at the power of these two words, especially for an addict. Scenario 1. I have actively engaged in addictive drinking behaviors for 30 years. I drink as much as I can and as often as I can. 
It's the thing I think about when I wake up in the morning until I pass out in the evening. It drives my every action and fuels my every need. When I do not have it, I am anxious and scared. When I do have it, I am calm and relaxed. It helps me get through my fucked up life. I need it to deal with my job. When the kids are driving me crazy, it helps me not lose my temper. Without it, I do not know what I would do. I can't quit drinking because it helps me deal with life. How many of the above statements are based on choice? Every single one of them. If I choose the above statements to be true, are they? Yes, of course they are. If I choose different statements to define my reality, can those statements be equally as true? Yes, of course they can. Scenario number two. I quit drinking five years ago. I do not drink and I never think about drinking. When I wake up in the morning, I am grateful for my life. I live with intention throughout the day until I go to bed at night. My will to succeed drives my every action and my continued successes fuel my every need. When I used to drink, I was anxious and scared. Now I am relaxed and calm. Not drinking helps me see my life as a gift because I feel positive and confident every day. I am a better employee at my job and have been promoted several times. I am a better partner and a better father. I don't know how I ever got through life while drinking. The best decision I ever made was the decision to quit drinking. How many of the above statements are based on choice? Every single one of them. If I chose the above statements to be true, are they? Yes, of course they are. What is the major difference between the two scenarios? In the first scenario, all of the statements are based on the idea and belief that I can't quit drinking. I believe, if I did, I would not be able to deal with all the things I believe alcohol helps me deal with. I tell myself alcohol helps me. Advertising tells me alcohol helps me. My friends and family tell me alcohol helps me. My idols tell me alcohol helps me. And I believe them all. As long as I believe it to be true, it is true. In the second scenario, all of the statements are based on the idea and belief that I can and have quit drinking. I tell myself because I quit drinking, everything I stated is possible. As long as I believe it to be true, it is true. Motivation and Perspective how do we change our perspective? This is the golden question. Think about the times I mentioned earlier, when we do make the choice not to use. What is the underlying difference? What is strong enough in those scenarios to keep us from giving in to our normal need to use? Why is it so much easier, or should I say more plausible, to make a choice not to use in certain situations? It all comes down to our motivation and our perception of the expected or desired outcome. When properly motivated, we can do almost anything. When we believe a certain way, we can use that belief to propel our drive to achieve and succeed. Here's the craziest part of this whole idea. Motivation and perspective are choices too. I can choose to allow anything to motivate me. It can be my desire to gain something, to do something, or to prove something. It can be anything I want it to be, as long as I believe it to be true. 
The way I perceive something is a choice too. I can choose to perceive alcohol as a thing that helps me deal with life, or I can choose to perceive alcohol as a thing that destroys my life. What makes either of these beliefs true are only my beliefs about these things. Cognitive, Emotional, and Behavioral Characteristics Here's where I'm going with all of this. Our core beliefs have three variables present at all times. The first is cognitive, or how we think about things. The second is emotional, or how we feel about things. The third is behavioral, or what we do as a result of the previous two. Understanding all three of these variables in a given situation can allow a person to actively join in their own conversation of why they are thinking, feeling, or behaving in a certain way. Understanding these things is a first step in actively making the changes necessary to affect real change in a person's life. Here's the catch. It is generally easy to identify the truth surrounding one or even two of the variables, but there is always the third, and it can sometimes be quite elusive. Starting Monday, I will begin to dig deeper into each one of these characteristics. I will provide examples from my own life of times when I understood one or two of the characteristics, but not the other. I will explain how my lack of understanding all three negatively affected my ability to properly function in a way most beneficial to me and my life. I imagine most of you will relate to my experiences. If you've been following my blog for any amount of time, you know that the idea of core beliefs and perception uh, has become a pretty important part of my makeup in terms of how I look at sobriety or really the world at this point. Um, I've learned so much about how the way we see things and feel about things and the, you know, the thoughts and that go through our head and the things that we tell ourselves and all this stuff affects everything around us. And when I was thinking about, you know, continuing my blog, as I always do, and think about the different kind of series I've uh, tackled as I've uh, worked through all the different aspects of my personal recovery and sobriety. Um, I keep coming back to the idea of perception and core beliefs because I find it to be such a fascinating um, thing. I uh, learned about it first in therapy and I remember when my therapist first started talking about it, it was, um, it was new and and I understood what she was saying. I remember she would kind of walk me through it. She'd do these drawings and um, and try to incorporate some of the things I was doing and some of my thoughts and beliefs and all that. And and I would see it and I'd be like, okay, that's cool. I get it, you know. But you know, seeing something or even understanding something is far different from enacting it. And so it took me a long time to really get it. And while I write this blog and. I may approach it from that point of view of how it seems obvious and easy to me now to see these things. It may not be for you, and I, and I understand that. But I still think it's important to put it out there and to talk about it and discuss it and maybe get some thoughts going on in your heads. And I would really love to get some comments from people that read these and tell me what you're thinking or why it doesn't work for you. And maybe let's look at those reasons and can we adjust the way we're looking at the things that make you feel like it's not going to work? And 
you know, and, and play with it, you know, start a discussion. I think that's the, the bottom line behind this whole idea of my writing about my experiences. You know, there's no one size fits all. We've established that. Um, there's no right answer. You know, we have to approach things from the way we experience them. And that's different for every one of us, you know. Um, but for me, what I'm trying to kind of relay or put out there is that, you know, there has been a big difference in my experience. And because of that, I have to try to figure out why. And the biggest thing I can come up with was the way I approached going into sobriety and the way I felt about it, the way I thought about it, the way I looked at it, um, as opposed to when I've tried to quit other things like nicotine and how difficult that was for me. I didn't have that same mindset. But the most important and most amazing thing that happened to me in this whole journey, and I've talked about this before, but I think it's super important, was that while I quit nicotine a couple months before I quit alcohol, the nicotine you know, experience was awful. And uh, you know, I gained a bunch of weight. I felt like crap. Um, I was you know, angry. I was irritable. It was just a horrible experience. My wife can attest for that. But the thing that was so incredible was while going through all that, you know, I added on the idea of, hey, let's quit alcohol too, which, you know, looking back is pretty funny, but that's what I did. And the way I approached alcohol was very different than the way I approached nicotine in that I approached it from the point of view that with the help of some books I was reading and some friends I'd talked to and, you know, some of the things I was starting to understand from a completely different mindset and quitting alcohol became much easier than the nicotine. And while that's interesting enough, what was truly amazing was that once I realized how I was approaching alcohol was helping and making it such an easy transition that that automatically played into how I was dealing with nicotine as well. And almost from the day I quit drinking, any problems or frustrations or concerns I had about nicotine disappeared almost overnight. And I think it was because once I saw that I could approach alcohol the way I was approaching it and the benefits that I was receiving from that because of not having the withdrawals and the cravings and the desires for alcohol, it just kind of automatically played into the feeling I had with nicotine as well. And I don't know how to explain that other than to think my mind shifted in that moment that I chose to quit alcohol. And I just never had a problem with either since. So it's pretty fascinating to me. And I think it's a, an incredible, um, I don't know, testament to how powerful our minds can be. And that's why I continue to kind of go back this way of this idea of core beliefs and perception. And I'm trying to work it out too. You know, I, I'm not a, um, you know, an expert in this at all, but I'm, I'm sharing my experiences and how this knowledge that I am gaining from some of the stuff I'm reading and therapy and people I've talked to how it does apply and if it's applying for me based on what I've known or learned then that means it can apply to other people and so I'm passing that information on it's just here check this out tell me what you think try it can we tweak it let's look at it from a different angle whatever you need but like to me there is some truth to this whole thing and and I have to share that because I've heard so many stories of people struggling 
and uh, struggling to extreme degrees. And I just want to be able to help people not have that experience. So if this doesn't work, resonate or anything for you, I understand that deal, man. Just throw it away. Don't worry about it. Find the thing that works for you. But this is my journey and I'm passing along my journey, hoping to reach some of you that may resonate with it. And uh, hopefully it'll help you along your journey. So thanks again, everybody, for reading my blogs, for listening to my podcasts. Um, I appreciate the support so much. Uh, it's been an incredible, incredible journey for me, and um, I'm still loving it every day. And I actually look forward to my writing days and my podcast days. I'll be doing some more video casts coming up here real soon. So keep an eye out for those. Till then, hope you guys are doing really well. Stay safe, stay strong, stay sober. Thank you.